Hello, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. You know the deal. It's the show where we try and find the most amazing facts that turn out to be just complete and utter ridiculousness. Uh, my name's Dan. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. This week, I've got a mind-blowing code all about secret spy kits, about the planets, and about some tanks as well and where they really come from. Uh, I've got two of my mates uh, I brought along with me for the ride for fun. One of them is Connor. Hey, Con, what have you bought? Yes, Dan, I've bought three facts for you today, which I know you're going to enjoy. First up, Harry Potter is actually a clever man, believe it or not. We are back to the dinosaurs once more. Don't ask why. And gents, do you fancy a cuppa? I think at this stage of lockdown, I would I would like anything that keeps me away from the gin, I'd be honest. Uh, Mark, what have you got for us? Well, I mean, it's rare that I say these words, but I have taken inspiration from you, Daniel. Uh, after your book ending last week, I have got two facts for you. Not about war, as you did, but about space. And I will sandwich in between those a fact all to do with DNA. There you go. Sandwiching DNA. An amazing place to start. Uh, let's kick it off with a brand new baffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm glad that you've taken inspiration from me, Mark, by the way. It's always, it's always, it's always good to remind ourselves of the friendship. It is rare. But it just kind of happened, and I can only assume that it is inspiration from your good self. So, you know, credit where credit's due. That much I want to I want to make sure on this podcast that we are giving the credit when when it's due, because quite often we're giving it where it's not due. So, you know, when it is due. I don't inspire you, Mark. Uh, you, you haven't yet, although I'm hoping that with all the movement you've made on your wonton case, I'm going to be inspired to really crack down on fraud myself. Okay, yeah. Before we get into it on the wonton... If you, um, if you have, if you've done nothing about this wonton case, what's the point? That's the only reason people are coming back. No, no, no. I, I, I have done stuff. It's just not presentable yet. Well, that's all right. It doesn't need to be presentable. You can just give us a flavour later on. Okay, we'll come, well. we'll come back to that about halfway through. If you've missed this, very simply, uh, Connor has uncovered a fortune cookie conspiracy for the lottery involving a company called Wonton, who won a ton. I mean, I've kind of, kind of done it, haven't I? And we'll find out uh, what Officer Knight is, is how he's getting on with it in a little bit. First, Connor, let's start with you. Let's have your first fact. Straight in strong. So this, this was great. I, I really enjoyed reading this. Daniel Radcliffe once wore the same dirty hat and jacket for six months in order to frustrate paparazzi because the pictures would always look old and couldn't be sold. 
I am a big admirer of Daniel Radcliffe. I think we would get on so well. I just He just seems like the nicest bloke ever. He does seem like a really good bloke. And I also admire the way that he is in the world of being famous. So I don't know if you've seen the endless pictures of Daniel Radcliffe on Google. If you just type in Daniel Radcliffe pap- paparazzi, about 80% of them are humorous and ridiculous. Um, there's ones of him walking along with all of his dogs strapped to his waist. I think he had like 10 dogs. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine Daniel Radcliffe doing this sort of thing. Dirty hat, dirty jacket, winding the paparazzi up. Of course, they can't do anything because it just looks old. Well, when I starred in the fourth Oof. Harry Potter film with Here we go. Here we go. I distinctly go. recall us having a conversation where he actually, he postulated that idea to me about a way to deceive Daniel Radcliffe. It's a, it's a story for another day. Um I've never seen the photos myself, but it, it strikes me as something he would... I know, that, I know that he went through a time where he was going out a lot. How are we certain that this was on purpose and not just the result of many nights? Well, I tried, to, I tried to dig deep with this. So I tried to find out a little bit more as to why this was um, and also sort of what, what the purpose behind it was and whether it was just a, fa- a, a, you know, a case that he's been snapped a few times in the same jacket and they've jumped to conclusions. Um, but I saw on a few sources, but I can't say that it was 100% um, that he did actually say this in an interview once. He admitted to it. But, you know, you can never be too sure. But it was a fact. It is fun. And also, I kind of enjoy it when, they, when the paparazzi lose a little bit. I feel like they are quite yeah. intense with the famous people. And then at some point, they're going to give up as well, aren't they? That's that's the basic plan of going. They eventually get to a stage going, oh, I'm not going to go follow him because he's going to be wearing the same thing and no one's going to buy the pictures and no one's going to care. And then suddenly no one's following him around. He can ditch the hat, ditch the jacket, back to a normal life. Connor, just going back to what you said, though, when you said you were, it is a fact, but you were unsure of it. You, you know, that means it's not a fact. No, no, no. What I meant was it was a fact, but I was unsure as to where it had come from. So it was obviously a real fact. I believe that it is a fact. I was just unsure whether he had announced it or whether somebody had jumped to conclusions and sort of said it. I don't know, but I believed it enough to talk about it on the episode. I feel like if anybody famous or anybody that famous was going to do that sort of thing, it would be Daniel Radcliffe. I feel like he's quite that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I also think if we start ruling out as facts everything that Connor is unsure of, there will not be many facts left (laughs) in this world. Yeah, I agree. Short podcast. Uh, I I quite enjoyed that. I don't know if it's a brilliant fact, I'll be honest, because it's kind of what someone does. But it's got us talking, if nothing else. Mark... Bring a bring a like a fact fact to, to to the table for number one, please. Okay, space is a lot closer than you think. If you got in your car, turned on the ignition. Obviously, this is entirely theoretical because, as we know, there are no roads from here to space. But if you drove from here to space directly up to the sky at just sixty miles an hour, do you know how long it would take you to get to outer space? About an hour and a half, I want to guess. Close. It is one hour it would take you to get to outer space that is a that yeah that is phenomenal really so when you consider that i think it's because obviously the rocket is so big and so powerful to get people to outer space you assume it is miles and miles and miles and miles away but no it would take you just one hour traffic depending of course but one hour to get to outer space so when a rocket at 60 miles an hour when a rocket takes off yes how long roughly is it taking them in a rocket to hit space 
Oh, not very long at all. I, mean, I never knew this. The, I never, ever knew this. So they're doing it in like half an hour. The, the bigger thing for a rocket, the reason a rocket has to be so powerful is to get out of the Earth's atmosphere in terms of get away from the gravitational Oh, think pull, of all of that course. gravity, Connor. Think of it all. Think, think of how it. strong it is. It's pulling you back. That's why they need it. Like I'm not convinced that my car can get up a hill sometimes, let alone get to outer space. So that's why you need something as big as a rocket. What's gravity? Oh, Just explain gravity. Hang on one second. Connor, you're messing, aren't you? Yeah, I'm completely messing with you. I just wanted to see how you said how you sort of thought of that. Um, that that Mark, I tell you honestly, and I, you know, we usually come in and we start picking at each other, and I feel like we you know we've had to, we've got to change that. But honestly, that there, that is a fantastic fact. That has blown my mind. I never knew that. You always think of it as like so far away, an hour, sixty miles an hour. That's that's incredible. We are closer to outer space than we are to Newcastle right now. Yeah, that is incredible. Linking in with the first fact of this pod, you know how we could test this, Mark? How? The Harry Potter flying car, my friend. Let me just ring up Let me ring up the Weasleys because us gingers are all connected. Get Dan on it. And, uh, oh yeah, Dan's got the end. <laughs> yeah, Dan, have Dan. you been in Harry Potter, mate? Well, it's, it's a great question. When I was exclusively talking to, to the Weasley oh, clan, I, uh, I mentioned I mentioned this fact. I mentioned it, and then you can't use it. Um, yeah, also, the, the, the space is a shorter distance to the Earth in different places, isn't it? There's something like this as well. It's, it's a shorter distance than you might imagine. Yeah, it's around about to get out of space. It's around about 100 kilometres, which is 62 miles. That is honestly, like... Never knew that. That has honestly completely blown my mind, all jokes aside. That is incredible. One hour is 60 miles. So 6,000 miles. <laughs> no, 62 miles. No, six, 60 miles per hour. Yeah. And an hour to get And it's going to take you an hour. You an hour. How many miles are you going to do in that hour? 6,000. No, 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 no. If you're travelling at 60 miles an hour, in that hour... Oh, six times 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. There's no multiplication involved. It's in the title. If something is travelling at 60 miles an hour, yes, it's travelling 60, 60 miles Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 miles hour. per hour, yeah. Sorry, James, my bad. Have you got there? The, the penny has dropped. Ironically, it probably <laughs> would, have, it, it would take me less time to travel to space than it would for that penny about simple miles an hour to have dropped with you. Uh, listen, I've got a, a space fact, which I will give you a little later on. Uh, first, let me bring my first fact of the day. That's what I'm going to do first. American spies in the Cold War were given a toolkit to shove up their bot bot in times of emergency. A toolkit? Yeah, a, a, a what do they call it? A, a, a suppository. A, so they've got um, a spanner up their arse, basically. It, I don't know if it was a spanner. I don't think the toolkit... Right, okay. I, I sense the confusion already. It's not a toolkit in what your dad's got in the shed. This is a, a spy toolkit isn't it so stuff that you might need to get yourself out of it that makes a lot more sense yeah i just thought we're going what what have i got here got the got a wrench i've got a few screwdrivers got a hammer yeah that'll fit in there yeah not got a a spirit level in his colon no it's um no this this looks a bit off center no and there's not a ladder or anything no it's 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 stuff that a spy might need in an emergency think of bond james bond think of everything that he would use they would put all of that into a into a tablet into a tablet shaped uh uh, container, a little bit bigger than a tablet, and then you would um, shove it up your bum. I don't really realise, I don't really understand what you'd have in there, though. And I, I couldn't find what was in there, but there's not a lot of room up there, is it? Well, if you could, if you was on mission, boys, okay, and you had some, you had, I don't know, three objects that you, you could shove up your bum, what would it be and why? 
Am I on a spy mission here? You're on a spy mission, all right? We're dropping you into we're dropping you into Afghanistan at the heat of the war. Okay, you're the spy. You're on your own. You're going into you know you're going into probably death and violence. Okay, three objects up your bum. What are you having? I, mm, I think like it's a tricky one because everything I'd want, I don't think would fit up there. I'm no <laughs> expert on what size fits up your bum. I could take but, you to some places in in Soho, Mark, where we could where we, could, <laughs> we, we could help that out if you'd like. Okay, okay, right. Let's get more on topic. I would have Jaffa cakes. Jaffa cakes. Yeah. If you're a spy, the one thing you apparently want, which, by the way, if you're putting Jaffa cakes up your backside, are you then planning on eating them again later? They're in a special container. Yeah, but how good is that container? Think of that melted chocolate and Jaffa, though. Look, listen to the justification, okay? Say you're a spy, right? There's a likelihood of death. But, you you know, you could die. If you're going to die, you're going to want to have something decent just before your final breath. So... Pop your Jaffa cake out. There you go. Your taste buds are tingling as you die. Imagine if Connor was in Fleming writing James Bond books. Q would not be giving him any secret laser pen, any amazing Aston Martin with the guns, no invisibility cape or anything like that. He would have what a Jaffa cake, a digestive, and a pack of hobnobs just to keep him going. Ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. That is that 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 there is it. Right, I'll tell you what, mate, I'm in lockdown, we've got all day, what is your, what, what's number two, what else are you having? So you've got the Jaffa cake, what right. else are you shoving up there? Jaffa cake is... Remember you're a spy, okay, so you might need to get out, it's not just your last meal. Yeah, Jaffa cake, I would probably have some Beecham's. <laughs> what? Explain that one to me. Okay, so... Just in case you've got a flu and you don't <laughs> yeah. want to go out with a bit of the flu. So I'll explain to you. I, I basically carry quite a lot of Beecham's with me because I find it, it helps and sometimes you have daily aches and pains. Yeah. You're about... To, okay. So, yep. you know, if you're a spot, you need to be on your A game. You need to be aware... You need to be working pretty well. No, no when, you're, when you're aching and you're a bit, you're a bit fluey, crack a Beecham's down, yo, and you're feeling 100% again. The so I definitely have Beecham's. No, the point of the toolkit is it's secret stuff that you can smuggle into a place where you might be uh, being held uh, as a hostage. Um, you could carry, I don't think, well, they're not going to take away, a, you, know, you know, some Beecham's or Strepsils from you. No, but you just need Beecham. Look. Look, it's my bum, okay, and I've got my bits up it. So, the two the, the two That's things so far yeah. is a Jaffa cake. That's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> it's my bum, and it, I've got my bit up Look, it. Look, listen, you haven't heard the third one yet. Okay. okay. Oh, God. I'm baffled at how quickly you're rattling these off. Yeah, because I already have thought about this. Jaffa cakes? Well, or a Jaffa cake. It depends on, you know, I mean, I can get up there. Look, mate, if you are fitting a bottle of Beecham <laughs> up your arse, you can No, not a bottle. The right, sachet the powders. Of course. Where are you getting the boiling water from? Oh, I'll deal with that there and then. So, <laughs> yeah, so far we've got Jaffa Cakes, Beecham's, and the final thing, okay, because I tell you what, if I could carry one of these around up my bum day today, I'd be a very happy man. One of those little adapter things that Apple have that convert <laughs> from their old aux cable to the new. Here's my question with all of your items, on? Connor. Here's my question. 
At what point do you think that those three items would give away that you're a spy so much that rather than just having them normally, you've gone, no, I better shove them up my bum? Well, well, no, no, you see. (laughs) Yeah, come on. No, because when you're a spy, you're traveling light. Okay, you're traveling light. You don't. Doesn't want... mean you can't just carry a pack no, of Jaffa cakes. I don't want to. This as well is sorry. Instead of just instead of what you you're assuming that the the, the people who are taking you hostage in Afghanistan are all using uh, iPhone four cables instead of the new one. Uh, instead of just shoving the new cable up there, you want the converter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, because the converter. I mean, say say you get in a car or whatever, and you need to. Jump on the Yorks. I always find that it is a bit of an issue. You're not in a car. You are not in a car. You are not in a car when you're using this. You are. I mean, well, in no, to be fair, if you're a spy, you're in- you might be hijacking a car, get in the car, and you're like, oh, God's sake, Carry I hijacked a car then. with an old Orcs cable. Carry it in your pocket. Gentlemen, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe a cyanide capsule if things really got bad, maybe a lockpick, maybe... A, a, maybe like a paging device of some yeah, kind, some kind of communication a, not, device. Not, not something that I could just keep it so I can go on a road trip uh, without a family Jaffa pack. Cakes beach him in an orcs cable. I mean, come on, Connor. I think there's one I think there's one more thing up your ass. It's your head. Get your head out of your ass, Connor. Dropped, come on. If we dropped into Afghanistan, us three, okay, and one of you was a bit fluey, who's helping? Me, yeah, but the point here, the point of this that it, it's not saying that as a spy you only have three things. Oh, I which, by the way, only re- if I only had three things as a spy, I don't think getting over a potential flu that might happen in the future would be a serious one. But that aside, it's not saying you only have three things. It's saying these are the three things you can shove up your bum so that then they don't realise you're a spy if they search your stuff. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, the, okay, right. So, if I caught a spy, I'd probably check his bum. I probably think he, you know, he could have some secret stuff up there. Now, if you, if you captured me and you're like, and you know, I'm top spy here, like I'm top spy. I don't need no gadgets. I'm just sick, mate. I'm, I'm killing missions day to day. You and might then, be sick, but you haven't got the flu. Well, no, but, well, there we go. And they, they capture me hostage, and they check my bum. Like you know, spies keep stuff up there. They check your bums. You've given it away. All of a sudden, they're putting out. Like, if they put out Beecham's and I, an Apple converter, Let, let's role play good. this. Then, yeah, let's role play this. I've just caught you, mm-hmm. right? I've got one of my, one of my people to check up your bum because I'm not doing that myself. I am not going near that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. And uh, I go in. And I go. So, Mister Spy, why up your bum? Have you got? Jaffa cakes, no, 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 Mark. Beecham's, Mark, no, no, no. and an orcs cable. What's your answer, no, Connor? Mark, you, if you're going to be someone that's capturing a spy, at least at least use the opportunity to do a voice. So, excuse me, miss, excuse me, spy, would you bend over for me? This is you, oh, Connor, you're bending over. Okay, would you well, bend that's, over? That's Dan, he's my person. I've sent him in to do that, and then I go... <laughs> oh, what's this? What is this? What is this strange device? <laughs> I open it for you, sir. Please do not hit me. Please open it up. What is in this? There is probably a laser pen and some cyanide tablet in there. What has he got? And then we open it up. In there, it's Beecham's. It's Jaffa Cakes. It's an Orcs cable. What answer are you you giving Uh, us, It's a hypochondriac with a sweet tooth. What are you saying, Con? My answer would be, I'm, I'm I'm not very well. Um... Times of, of course you're not well. You've just shoved three things up your bum that you could have added a man bag. Yeah, time, times have been hard. Um, 
and my luggage was a little bit too heavy. Not that hard. You've got brand name flu tablets there. You've got Beecham's. You've not gone Sainsbury's own at all. It's ridiculous. Oh. Well, you know what, Con? Yep. Uh, I enjoyed the way you are You are sticking to your guns. I am sticking to my guns. And I'll tell you what, Jaffa Cake, Beecham's, Apple converter thing, they are the three things you need. Leave in the reviews if you agree. Come on, I reckon I can get at least five people that agree with me, guys. Connor, that's your... Well, that's my fact, which, you know what, you took, took over and I'm fine with that. Give us your second one. Second one. So the Jaffa cake could be nice in this. So did you know that the tea bag was an accidental invention? I did not. I'm, I'm delighted to find out, though. Tell us more. Okay, so in 1908, New York tea merchant Thomas Sullivan sent samples of tea leaves in some of his customers in small silken bags. So he basically, his name's Thomas Sullivan, and he sent tea leaves to some of his customers in small silken bags. Many of the recipients assumed that the bags yeah, were supposed to be used in the same way as the metal infusers. So they put the entire bag into the teapot rather than emptying out its contents. And there you have it, gents, your tea bag. Would you have a tea bag up your ass if you were in enemy territory? No, I would be worried it would split. <laughs> Oh, so you're worried that would split, even though it's in a container. But Jaffa cakes, now they're fine. I no, will eat them later. I'm having a solo. We're not getting back on, but it is a solo Jaffa cake here. Like, if, I'm not packaging them. Oh, they're just so, going up. So you, you, you're not even getting like the mini Jaffa cakes, which come in the pack of six. No, just give it a blow. Just get it off. Give it a blow. Give it a rub off and have your Jaffa cake. But yeah, anyway. We're still talking about Jaffa cakes. The tea bag was an accidental invention. I like that. I mean, that's just human nature at its thing, isn't it? It's just laziness of just not not thinking, oh, maybe I use this in the same way I've ever used it. Just going, oh, all right, fine then. Just stick, just dump that in. I reckon like 80% of the things that have ever been invented are accidental inventions. Yeah, I reckon so as well. Just what I enjoyed about this one so much is, of course, the tea bag is, well, <laughs> it's the tea bag. Like it's used globally loads. And the fact that it was just accident accidental is great. Yeah, I enjoyed the fact that when you said 1908, you, you did sound like you were talking about the ancient Egyptians. Imagine how dull it would have been before the telly back then as well. That all that you know, colour in 19. You know what that fact is, gents? Back in the day. There we go. We've done it again. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look on the Bright Side is the brand new podcast, which helps to shed light on some of the feel-good, amazing stories happening through this lockdown period. Search Look on the Bright Side wherever you found this podcast and take some time out to enjoy and smile with us. Together we can make it through. Mark, bring us your second one, please. Okay, children of identical twins are genetically siblings, not cousins. So, you've got mum and dad. Mm -hmm. They have a pair of identical twins. Each of those identical twins go off and have their own kids. Mm -hmm. Normally, they'd be cousins. But genetically, they're actually siblings because they share 25% of their DNA, which makes them half siblings. Legally, they're cousins, but genetically, they are half siblings. That is great. That is great. great. Very, very good. Mm -hmm. That's good, Mark. I'm really... You you always come after me as well. My facts sound abysmal compared to it does sound better than tea bags i'll give you that i want to see how much you've paid attention to that though connor so could you just could you just talk us through what mark has just said yes so mark has basically explained that say a mum and dad have a pair of twins then them twins have a kid each their kids would normally be cousins but in fact they're actually siblings because of the genetics that are in them are very high (laughs) <laughs> and make them siblings. You are so Essen- good essentially, yes. The important, the important thing of it is that they have to be identical twins because identical twins share a lot more of their DNA. So identical twins share DNA. They're yeah. basically a match because they're identical twins. Yeah. If it was, you know, non-identical twins, then this wouldn't be the case. They have to be identical twins, genetically siblings, but legally cousins share 25% of their DNA rather than 12.5% of their DNA, as would be expected had their parents not been identical twins. Very, very, very interesting fact that linking in with that, but you know, back to Netflix again, all we seem to be doing is recommending stuff. But have you seen, Dan recommended it to me, that three, like the, the, the three strangers film. Three identical strangers. When you have a second whilst you are stuck at home, you need to check this out. Honestly, every five minutes, there's like a new absolutely mind-blowing turn. It's preposterous. It's incredible. And linking in with, of course, it's it's to do with identical twins. It is just mental. So do give that a watch. But Mark, fantastic fact, buddy. You've done well. They've done well this week. That is and really good one that's something that you will go on to tell people as well i feel like that's one that i want to let people know about you've got the corner seal of approval thank you is that is that the is that the jingle is that the uh that is the jingle all i'm saying mark is i'm so proud of you that if you was away in afghanistan with me mate you could have a jaffa cake i do not want a jaffa cake that's been up your bum after this actually we're going to get an update of uh connor the wanton 
conspiracy. So just get something ready. And my fact number two, and it's actually a space one similar to the kind of thing you were talking about, Mark. But instead of thinking how short it is, let's think about how massive it is. You could fit every planet in the solar system in the space between the Earth and the moon and you'd still have a little bit left over. That is that is a little bit ridiculous. So I mean like a line, a line of planets. In a line, yeah, which is meant to be because you think it's it looks cool. quite close to so it, must be close. Whereas Jupiter, you know, we're told it's massive and it is huge. Uh, but it's still, you could fit all of them in there. Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, what planets, Venus Neptune, Mars. What planets have they been to? We've been to no planets. Well, physically, we've been to no planets. Because we can't. Well, we, we can. It just takes a long time. Because I always think they should just load people on a rocket, maybe someone fit, and then someone fit, boy and girl, or, you know, and they can reproduce along the way. Well, I tell you what, this is something. So a Dutch startup, I can't remember the name of them now, they are trying to send a pregnant woman uh, into space to have a kid in space. So they're going to wait until she's like starting labor. They're going to quickly, hopefully fly her into space so she can have the kid. And then they're going to bring her back down to earth because they want to see what having a kid in, in space does to your body and the kid's body. Does that officially make the kid an alien? No, no when, well, I looked this up as well uh, because someone recently asked me if you were born on the International Space Station what nationality would you be? And you would be the nationality of your parents. So it wouldn't make you an alien, no. Would you say there is life on other planets, guys? Probably, yeah. What, like it's people living like us? I don't think you find people who live like us. In an infinite universe, there could be an exact same Connor Knight who did break up with his girlfriend on Christmas Eve and is still doing this podcast. I bet he's a legend, mate. That's a, that's a cool fact. I love it when you mention space as well, Dan. I know that you enjoy space as well, but because I love space and it really it really does like get me thinking about what is going on out there. But that that's also really cool. I, I would have thought that there would be, there'd be a lot, there'd be, there wouldn't be enough space between the earth and the moon for all of the planets. In yeah, my you'd, opinion. Get a little bit, you'd get a little bit of time left over as well. How far away is Mars? That How far away is Mars? Yeah. Is I like that. That's, a, that's fun. That's a, that's a nice one to have in the pocket. So Mars, Connor, in miles is... Da, 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 ooh, 140 million miles away, which is why we haven't got there yet. Would you die by the time you get there? Mm, no, I don't think you die because... More space facts for you. I once spoke to a lad, uh, a cheeky chap. No, it was just a dude who um who had bought a one-way ticket to Mars, and he was part of a space program. And it keeps getting pushed back and back and back and back and back. But their plan was, I think, in the year twenty twenty one, they were going. He and a few other people were going to take off and fly to Mars and just live there. But I feel like the issue. I may be wrong here, Dan. You can probably tell me. But the issue of us getting from here to Mars and then back again is all to do with fuel and how much fuel you can take. Huge amount of fuel, yeah. I mean, it would take you, uh, scientists at the moment think that it would take you up to 300 days uh, to get to, to Mars, Connor, just under a year. Fuel is a big issue while you're there uh, and also having all the supplies that you would need. They're talking. I once spoke to, <laughs> here's another name drop. I once spoke to the astronaut Tim Peake who said there was an idea to turn the moon into a uh, kind of a space service station 
en route to Mars so you could stop off there. Mm. But doesn't the moon only take like three days to get to? Doesn't take so, a long time at all, yeah. So, so like you are three right. days out of 300. That's like me driving from here to Newcastle and deciding to stop in 10 minutes time to refuel. It's a good point. Take this up with just, How close do you have to get to the sun before you burn? I mean, mean, mate, I'm ginger. I have to be on Earth to burn. (laughs) That is my third fact. Yep. As promised, Connor, Chief Inspector Connor Knight. Yes. Please take it away. Right, before I get into the conspiracy of of the wanton secret plot to take over the lottery. Before I get into my final fact, I will update you on the wanton. Uh, It's complete nonsense. There's absolutely nothing on it, and there's nothing I can do. I have no idea where You've to given oh. up already. No, I haven't given up. It's just, you know, there's more important things that I feel like I need to put first, really. It doesn't matter and- there's more important things. This was your task. If you didn't hear this, go back and listen. It was, I can't remember, it must have been called Chief Inspector Knight. It was a few episodes ago. How excited Connor got when he discovered the, the, the secret plot. Uh, to, to, from the, this this uh, fortune cookie company to, to take all the cash and they had even called it in their name they were going to win a ton they called it one ton you were so excited I gave you one task I said just have let's advance this by next week mm-hmm. and you're saying well no I've had a pretty good week you know I've been chilling in the sun and I've been recording my radio shows I don't care how you spend your days I'm, what I mind is if you've been doing the work that we set you well I've never I didn't sign up and you know sign a contract to this podcast yes, you did. to have homework you, i mean i think that that you made a contract to the people of this podcast all the all the hundreds and thousands of listeners that we have when you said i will get to the bottom of this i will get to the bottom of it in my own time i feel like i need to be you know motivated with this because but look no, no, all, I will, all right here's the motivation do it or we're going to shout at you everywhere all i will say to you is is everyone i know that has listened to that episode mum dad girlfriend friends everyone thinks i'm onto something so why are you not doing why have you given up well because i'm just you know i'm just chilling gents get off my get off my case i'll tell you what well no i think you need to get on your case i think that's the issue here i need a bit of support i'm not clever enough to to find exactly you know i need to build a, a case here and like, it's just not my yeah. thing. I can I can host it for you though. You know I'll be the front for it. I'll convince anyone oh, of anything. Yeah. I mean, Connor, I... you say it's not your thing. You boasted about it being your thing. Yeah, it's my thing. Yeah. I know. I've seen you on Instagram. I've seen your Instagram stuff, Con, and you're all about the self improvement. You're very much of this current uh, vibe that people do, where it's all about productivity. It's all about efficiency. A minute mm-hmm. not learning is a minute wasted. Yeah. And just what are you, you're saying that you're, you've been getting a bit bronze this week instead of actually doing the work that we say you should do. Yeah, I've been getting a bit bronzed. I I, I feel like I'm just you know, like my arms are looking brown. I've got a nice little tan on my chest. Just, I do not care about your arms. I mean, enjoy- it's been hard times right now, gentlemen, okay, with everything going on with lockdown, and I need to, you know, put my mental health first, and the sun's providing that. Right, you've got one more week to sort your to sort or, yourself or out. Or what, Mark? Or, the, or this podcast is giving no more time to want on. <laughs> okay, what would you do, okay, if I actually upped you on this and come to you and I... I started making serious progress. I'm talking, we, we, we've got a lawyer on the case. 
Well, I'd be really happy about that, yeah. But you're okay, not going to well, do that. That's what you said you were going to do. So if any, if anything, when you say how you know how would you react, I would just react as if that's what you planned to do all along. I don't know yeah, if, if anything, I can. I, I don't know if I've got the funds. If I wouldn't be happy. I would be a little bit annoyed that you're a week or so late on the promise that you made us. Yeah. Can I get in? Just my- don't take it from the baffled central account. All right. Get- there's, not a lot of mo- there's not a lot of money in there at the minute. <laughs> can I get into my final fact now and stop with the harassment? Oh, I'm so, so frustrated. You, you realise I'm going to give your fact absolute short shrift now. Like, I'm no. so... I'm so... I mean, I'll be honest. When I edit this podcast together later, we're going to be lucky if this final fact makes it in. Oh, come on. Let me do it. You'll like it. All right, go for it. We're back to the dinosaurs. So, the probability of you drinking a glass of water that contains a molecule of water that also passed through a dinosaur is almost 100%. It's because everything in the universe is, is is everything that there's ever been in the universe. What? Everything there is, <laughs> is everything there ever was. So we that means we're drinking dinosaur wee. But, well, I guess there's clearly a possibility, but it's the same kind of thing that you are made of stardust. There's no such thing as real new energy. It's all of that idea. It's, it's, I can... An idea, an idea. You see, not proved, an idea. Well, but, but you didn't prove, you said it's almost 100%. It's almost 100. Yeah, yeah, it's almost 100%. But, you know, I thought, I really thought you'd like this fact, and I'm just getting annihilated. I thought, I've mentioned dinosaurs, so Dan will be on board. I've mentioned water. Mark will be on board. I don't understand why you aren't giving me much on this. You thought I'd be on board because it mentioned water. Yeah, you run, didn't you? You love your water. You. Oh, I love my water. That's really cool, though. I thought we're literally drinking dinosaur wee. You know what? On a, on a better day, when I'd been in the sun and I was a bit more cheerful, maybe I would be. Uh, I would be. I would be on board with that. It's quite an interesting fact. It's quite hard to get on board with the fact when you feel so let down. Mark, let me have your third fact, please. The Apollo Eleven crew. Oh, I'm out. Y- I'm out. Drop me out. I am done. Go on, Mark. You finish it. I will not be speaking. I'm confused already. Go on. Do you know who the Apollo 11 crew are, Colin? Yeah, I've heard they had a number one back in the 80s. Okay, great. That was actually a good line. So the Apollo 11 crew, the people who went to the moon, used hundreds of autographs as life insurance. Oh, I can't deal with more moon. There's so much space for me. Right, let me explain this one to you. (laughs) So, Neil Armstrong and the other ones on the Apollo 11 crew. That's Aldrin Michael Collins next. Oh. Exactly. They, uh, you know, they obviously faced the very real possibility that they wouldn't return from the moon safely. No one had been to the moon. No one knew if they could come back. So, if they didn't make comeback, their families would obviously kind of struggle. So, due to the extreme danger they're about to face... They went to try and take out life insurance. They could not take out life insurance. No one would insure them for going to the moon. So, instead, they hatched a plan. They created or they signed hundreds of autographs on the basis that if they died, they would be heroes and their families would be able to sell them for thousands and thousands of dollars. So therefore, they had a life insurance policy purely made of autographs. They sound like a bunch of jumped up knobs to me. (laughs) Upon what basis? Well, imagine thinking that you're actually good enough to have an autograph that's worth thousands. They were the first man on the moon, Connor. I don't care, mate. I'm not going to... What? So you think that just because some geezer's gone to the moon, I'm going to be like, oh, I've got his autograph and spend a grand Nowadays, they sell for as much as $30,000. Who buys that? 
Who buys that? Bloody love the moon. I'll tell you what, I'll sell my autograph on Depop. If I get a fiver, then you'll drop the wanton thing. No. This are, no, because you, just you, you will just get Haley's to buy it. Yeah, that's very <laughs> Just so we drop it. <laughs> I was actually thinking that. You can't just say these things. And uh, I said it, you'd be annoyed if you were um, Michael Collins, the third man. He never actually set foot on the moon. So what, how much is his autograph worth? Like a tenner? Michael jumped up knob Collins. Do you want to call it by his name? No, right. You see, yeah, that was maybe a bit harsh. <clears throat> and if any of them are listening... Maybe. If any of them are listening, then I do apologise. But are they big? <laughs> no, they're normal sized. I'm just a bit scared now. It's time for my third fact. Here we go. Tanks are called tanks because they were disguised as water carriers to trick the Germans into not suspecting them and let them travel across the front line. It's quite cool. I like that. I mean, if you haven't seen a tank previously, then, you know, you could understand why, why you would fall for that. Just a big hose on the front. There you go, because they're massive, aren't they? they? They looked a bit like the water carriers back in the day. When I when I looked this up, when I discovered it, I did get a feeling that this might be. I don't know. Why I've ended it with this, to be honest. I did get a feeling it might be a little bit drab, and it might you might not capture Connor's very biscuit-minded attention. I mean, it's one of those where you've got. I mean, there was a lot of stuff we fooled the Germans with, wasn't it? Carrots helping you see in the dark, as we learned last week, and now sending big metal things over the front line. Going, it's fine, guys. It's just carrying water. Yeah, I think it's good. I always like amazing, really like like amazing technological advances that right now seem quite uh, kind of rubbish because we've they've been around for ages. But, you know, I think we, I think we, I think we've done well today. I think we've done well. I don't think we need to expand on that much more. You can just let it lie, take that away. Next time you see a tank, I reckon it's blown your mind. You know, next time you next see a time tank, you see a tank, as if I just go down the shops and see a tank in the local high street. Do you notice as well that whenever you talk about war facts, you just lose me. And that is probably the best place to call it a day for this week of Baffled, I reckon. It's been a busy one, apart from being utterly disappointed by the whole wanton debacle that we won't talk about until next time. Uh, we've learned quite a lot, haven't we, that if you're driving at 60 miles an hour, it might take you something like 60 hours to do 1,000 miles or, or something ridiculous like that. Also, whenever you have a cup of water, you're probably drinking dinosaur pee. Uh, and obviously, we've learned that sneaking a Jaffa cake right up your bum uh, will keep you strong in a spy emergency thank you so much for listening you can get involved if you've got any facts uh, drop us a dm follow us on instagram you can find all of our uh, handles uh, in the episode notes just hit up us uh, hit us up on there which so many people have done by the way so thank you so much for saying hi if you've got any facts though that is the place to find us as i say they're in the episode notes uh, make sure you give us a, a, a follow on there make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on apple as well and we will see you next week with more to blow your mind uh connor say goodbye goodbye james and raise your right hand in the air it's up in the air promise to me next week you will come back with some wanton news he's back down i can't promise a thing leave it with me mark say goodbye i love the just before i say goodbye i love that he's like i can't promise a thing but leave it with me (laughs) make your mind up Connor. either you're doing it or you are teasing teasing Uh, come back next week uh yeah and we will i will see you then too uh thank you so much for listening bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.